Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, cobbers. From the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along, it's another edition of the Big Bash Dailies, and I am James Butler, the Cricket Badger, thank you very much to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these Big Bash Dailies, snapping up the right mortgages for you. You join us though, as we are getting a bit excited, because the Melbourne Stars are chasing a rather improbable 116 to win this Big Bash game against the Brisbane Heat, they are currently 59 for 1, Nicholas Poran has just come in, opened his shoulders, he's 16 off 3 balls, Stoinis the other end is going along great guns too Saketi comes in bowls to Poran and Poran uh, hit on the pads there appeal for LBW looks a bit high but it's uh, 70 required it sounds like a lot but this is a rain reduced game and it's getting my guest today Oliver Prendergast a little bit excited because you are the stars man and it's a big chase this Ollie they're giving it a go aren't they yeah things have picked up I mean uh, after if you ask me about three overs, I was quite close to turning it off. It looked like it was done and dusted. We're not going to get near it, but um, oh, is that going to? And pouring in. He's gone pouring. Um, I think. Oh, what a catch that is! That is an absolute storming catch. Uh, Lewis Gregory, I think deep square. Pouring got a top edge on that. It went down to deep square. Lewis Gregory misjudged it a little bit. Had to dive at the end, and he takes the catch. So Poran has gone for a very entertaining four ball knock there. And he's just dying for the cause, isn't he? He has to go for every single shot. Has to try and hit everything for six. Got a little bit underneath that one. And in the end, Lewis Gregory down there at deep square. Takes a really good catch. We've seen a couple of really good catches. A relay catch a few minutes ago. Got rid of Andre Fletcher, who was not really going very far very quickly. So it's probably a good thing for Stars to actually get him out. But Stoinis still there at the other end. This is a massive chase, Ollie, and it's because of the, the rain that's fallen there today. Brisbane Heat making 115 for three in installments, really, in their innings, coming off and on. And then uh, we're seeing Melbourne Stars now 
59 for two, trying to chase down this target. 70 runs required, 26 balls remain for the Melbourne Stars. And Glenn Maxwell has come in to join Marcus Stoinis. And the Melbourne Stars, Ollie, they couldn't have two better players at the uh, crease in this kind of situation. No, <laughs> that's the one thing. If, you, if Nicholas Foran gets out and you're facing with Glenn Maxwell, I mean, it, it, there's not many better players you'd want to come in in this situation. But there was a lot of talk whether Maxwell should have opened or Foran should have opened to get you know, better players at top of the order, which would have been quite interesting to see. Might have given them a better start, but they persisted again with Fletcher. According to Brad Hodge, again, he, he thinks he's only in the team as he's overseas because if he was a, an Australian player, he would probably have been dropped from his performances so far. So, yeah, a lot on these two shoulders. Uh, the whole game, basically, on these two shoulders now. And with the fact they didn't pick up the bash point either, so it's a uh, stick or twist for them now, really. Well, Stichetti about to come in to bowl the final ball, I think, of this over. Glenn Maxwell on strike, single to Stoinis from the previous delivery, and Maxwell's driven that one down the ground. Has he got enough on it? He hasn't. He's taken it long on, so Maxwell dies for the course too. He goes to the first delivery he's faced, and it's now Stoinis or bust, I think, for the Melbourne star. Stichetti picking up another wicket, and in that situation, Ollie, you can only do what Glenn Maxwell did, can't you? You've got to try and dig it out, hit it for six, and try and get as close as possible. He just didn't execute that shot well enough. No, he just didn't get enough on it, getting caught comfortably inside the rope there, what, 10 yards in, a comfortable catch, and it's Stichetti that again has come in and got a wicket. He's bowled well all tournament, really. Stars are victims of their own demise, really, here, with not bowling well enough and um, and not making some good tactical decisions in with the bowling structure and also with the batting lineup. So it, it, it's, they've only got themselves to blame in a lot of ways. Even, I will say the heat bowled, building us over was really a turning point in this game. Uh, only going for two in the third over when you're such a long chase and and also the batting was consistent throughout some really good hitting towards the end of some quite average bowling. Yeah, it's down to the last four overs then in this game. The Melbourne Stars require 69 more runs to win off the last four. They need a big over. They need an over to go for 26-28 or something. They've got Stoinis joined by Hilton Cartwright in the middle. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Keep referring back to this chase as we go through, but let's turn our attentions back to the first game of today and Sydney Thunder. They've gone top of the table they made 167 for five in their 20 overs against the Hobart Hurricanes. Hobart Hurricanes 128 for eight in their 20 in reply, lost by 39 runs. And Sydney Thunder, Ollie, we keep talking about them throughout these podcasts. They just continue to look really good, don't they? They did it today without Alex Hales. Runs for Usman Kawaja, 49 for him, 44 not out for Alex Ross in their 167 for five. And then we had uh, wickets in the uh, chase. Um, Nathan McAndrew, uh, 2 for 25, 2 for 23 from Chris Green. And Tanvir Sanga, he's gone top of the Big Bash wicket-taking charts. He took 2 for 29 today. And Sydney Thunder now played eight games. They're now on 22 points. And they're looking the real deal, aren't they? Yeah, normally I expect them to go big and, and, and to win games by outbattenized. But while they had a consistent knock on what looked like a, quite a tough pitch to play on, their whole bowling and their whole building looked really tight. And it really restricted... The Hurricanes are normally quite savvy in in, in, in getting wins and are very competitive. They went they won comfortably in the end, and I was really impressed with again. And I've really watched him 
over this season, and he always proves me wrong, even when I don't make him. But Green bowled really well. Sanger, they've got two good spin options, and they've got options all round um, the team. And, and they talked about it after the game. They like the fact that Cutting could come in just for one or two overs and make it hard to hit with his changes in section with, with pace. And uh, they seem to have like they've got the full package at the moment. A couple of singles so far in this uh, Lewis Gregory over. Comes in again. And he bowls to Hilton Cartwright, who tries to swing that one away leg side. He's wrapped on the pads. It just bundles out into the leg side, fielded there just on the edge of the circle. One more to the score. And it's just starting to dwindle, this chase, isn't it? They uh, only have 22 balls left here. 64 still required to win this game. And it's all down to that man, Marcus Stoinis, you feel. If they're going to get anywhere close, he needs to start clearing the ropes for the Melbourne Stars. Hobart Hurricanes, the flip side of that previous game, They've looked good in the early stages of this competition. They've now played nine on 19 points, just three points behind the Sydney Thunder. And obviously with four points up for grabs from each game, you never quite know do you, um, how quickly a, a team can kind of climb the table. Stoinis goes, caught behind off Gregory, and that's the last hope, I think, for the Stars gone in that one. But back to the Hobart Hurricanes. Stat come out um, this morning, Ollie, that Hobart Hurricanes have lost 18 wickets in the power surge. That's more than twice any other side in this competition. We've talked about these new rule changes throughout these big bash dailies and some teams are getting to grips with them a little bit quicker than others. And how about Hurricanes, who've looked really good and they've been winning games, but they've not been using that power surge very well. Uh, I need to go through and have a look exactly when they've taken it because I can understand them losing wickets, a few wickets, uh, you know, late on in the game if they're really taking the last couple of overs and, and trying to push a big total. But to get over twice, to con- you know, to, t- to concede all those wickets in the power surge. That's obviously an area of concern for them and an area where they're not managing the game as well as they should be. I'm not sure the coach is going to take them to one side and you know, either change their tactic during it because it can't be it can't be sustainable going through the tournament because that's such a crucial period and, and they're not they say not capitalising. One, it's, it's dot balls and lose a whistle and they're losing all momentum in that period as well. Yeah, Larkin has come in to join Hilton Cartwright then with 63 required off 20. Just see this delivery, Lewis Gregory bowls and that's a edge behind again, just drops in front of the keeper and it's a dot ball, a valuable dot ball for the Brisbane Heat. Delighted to say we're joined by Abai Meta as well on the line. Abai, a late arrival to date. We're talking about that game earlier on today, Sydney Thunder beating the Hobart Hurricanes and Sydney Thunder in, in the UK bookmakers before this tournament started were the outsiders for this competition. They're now top of the pile. They've um, either proved everybody wrong or that, that they're a better side. But you look down their lineup and they've got some really good players, haven't they? Sydney Thunder are a real threat in this tournament. There was one match where uh, they had uh, they were down and out and Daniel Sams uh, played a blinder. I think that match was a turning point and they really got confidence. They've got players like Cutting who can uh, really be the difference when it's needed, as he showed, he has shown today. Sam Billings is also very, very good. So I'm expecting more good stuff from Sydney Thunder as the tournament progresses. And you're absolutely right. They're really turning out to be the number one team at this moment. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook, Blue Crocodile. And you need, I mean, it's obviously a team game, but you need individuals to stand up and be counted, Ollie. And you look down the um, highest run scorers and the most wicket takers in the competition at the moment. Alex Hale's 200. 200- 
64 runs. He's just short of Ben McDermott. He's in third place in the in the ladder for the most runs. Callum Ferguson, not too far behind him on 244. And then you look at the uh, the most wickets in the competition. Tanvir Sanger, the youngster, is absolutely uh, battering teams with his leg spin. 15 wickets for him so far. Chris Green, the other spinner in the uh, Sydney Thunder lineup, 12 wickets for him. So they are in a situation where their star performers are actually turning up and, and registering runs and wickets and, and, and really contributing to the cause, aren't they? Yeah, they, they, everyone seems to know their role and more often than not, two out of the three people they need to perform in each area are doing it. And again, today it was good to see Kawaja get back into the runs, who I love watching him back. When, it, when he's on form, he, he's so nice to watch. And they got into a good position. But as I said earlier, they had the ability to have Cutting at the end who smashed that 31 off nothing, you know, hardly any balls at all. Yeah. And they, they just seem to have every box ticked at the moment. They've got spin department, they've got pace in mill, they've got the options with cutting, they've got Daniel Sound. It's just, it's, it's impressive. Hilton Cartwright smashes a six down the ground. So it's now at 57 required from the remaining 17 balls of this chase. Cartwright getting underway there with a six from his second delivery face. The star 72 for four. Yeah, just driving that really cleanly. That was a really nice Flow of the bat, smashes it over the black sight screen at the far end. Sacchetti turns, comes in again to bowl to Cartwright. And this time Cartwright swinging it away. It's high. Has he got the legs on this one? Has he got the height? Fielder underneath it. Takes the catch. And that's another wicket fallen for the Stars. Cartwright again having to do what he had to do there. And that time he got too much height and not enough distance. So another wicket fallen. The Stars' fifth wicket goes down. And the Brisbane Heat just that. Closing their grip on this game now to uh, take the all four points of this. Oli, when we were talking before, just before we press record, you're obviously a Stars fan and you want to see them doing well. This rain-reduced game, the chase and the Duckworth-Lewis, etc., hasn't helped them today, has it? No, it hasn't. Um, you can't hide a, a bad performance or not executing well enough underneath that, but it really hasn't. And normally you'd expect the team batting last to benefit most from the rain reduced and know what targets you're going to go for and, and what stage you're going to be at. But actually in this instance, with the rain coming during the first innings and the on-off nature of it, it meant that all their bowling plans for the death or reduced overs, which was the game was initially 17 overs, were out the window because their three frontline bowlers had bowled out by the time they came back on to finish the game. So they have to bowl Glenn Maxwell and Cartwright in, 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 actually in the, the final death overs when... Um, the heat were going really well. To be fair to the heat, they batted well, and, and even with the um, the rain reductions, they, they, they didn't lose momentum. But again, with with the DLS coming in and, and setting 130 for the start to win off 10 overs with only two overs power play, I, I think that's something that's got to be looked at across there to make it a bit fairer. Um, I'm not sure how they do it. Let the boffins work it out with their formulas and things, but I think something's got to be done. It, it just just seemed a little bit unfair. I think. The actual score that the Heat got would have been quite weird, you know, much better one to use. But they've obviously fiddled around and pushed it a bit further out. But even so, I still think it would have been a little bit too much for the, the stars to get today. Outside edge from a big swing from Larkin, goes down to the third man fence for four. But the next delivery, really nice from Stachetti, changes his pace, takes all the pace off it. And the big swing from Larkin doesn't hit leather. So we uh, have the situation with the stars 76 for five, just running out of steam a little bit now. They need 53 more to win from 14 balls. It's getting to that stage now where the mathematics are getting a little bit dodgy for the Stars. The next ball, though, he swung away. Massive hit from uh, Larkin. 
That's gone. Oh, it's a superb relay catch, I think. It was taken. He was tumbling over the rope. He tossed it back inside. And I think that's actually been taken. I thought that was six all the way. And we'll obviously go upstairs to see if the uh, umpire upstairs decides that was legitimate. But that looked good to me, Abai. That's a feature, isn't it, of T20 cricket these days. The boundary work for the teams. They practice it very, very hard indeed. Looks like that might have accounted for Nick Larkin. Absolutely. Uh, it's becoming a norm very soon. So the fielders who are not very agile, they'll also you know, feel the heat. That's what I've been thinking because last couple of years, uh, earlier uh, in the previous decade, these tunnels used to be uh, you know, once in several matches, but now it's becoming a norm. Just have to see that one again. There was a hint of no ball, but I think he was had a little bit just behind the line. See the catch though, taken, two-handed, Foot's inside the boundary rope. And just as he puts, as he got rid of that, I don't think he quite got rid of that before his foot is grounded over the boundary. That might actually be six runs for the Melbourne Stars. It just looked to me, Ollie, as if his foot goes down over the rope before he releases the ball to his teammate. Yeah, it was interesting to see the reaction from the fielder taking the, the relay catch because he didn't seem to really celebrate. Yeah. They didn't seem to be quite sure themselves. But that is so close. That is, and it's quite a long way over. He takes a big stride in there. Ooh. How do you judge that? The umpire upstairs has got a tough task on his hands here because he's releasing that. His foot goes down and it's just whether... Has he got any skin on that ball? Because it is literally leaving his hand as his foot goes down. So this is a, a tough task for the, the guys upstairs. I wouldn't like to make that decision in a close game. I mean, right. lucky this one's not that close. But but you never know, do you? That... Six runs here and then he hits another yeah. three sixes and all of a sudden the stars are back in the hunt, aren't they? That is very, very tight. I like your optimism. But I still think he has a finger on that ball when his foot lands. Yeah, I agree with you. The more I see it, the more I think it's six runs. I think that's going to be six for the batsman there. Deserved the six, to be fair. It was a really good hit. And in the circumstances... Nick Larkin is uh, just swinging from the hip. The decision's coming up on the big screen. Decision pending. Changes into a kid batting. Not out. So uh, that is, uh, I think, the right decision made in that one. Nick Larkin was almost off the off the playing surface there. I think he thought that he was out. But he's uh, now coming back in. And his score, instead of being four and caught on the fence, has now turned into ten from five deliveries. And that's the upshot of that is going to be 47 more runs required from the remaining 13 balls of this chase. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, Manscaped.com Maximum skin safe performance Compact design Advanced engineering Ceramic blade Waterproof And it doesn't end there Show you care by caring for your pair Cleansers Revivers Preservers Simply go to Manscaped.com Quote the discount code BADGER You get 20% off You get free shipping And you get some seriously quality equipment Manscaped.com Get on there now You see the uh, the final ball of this uh, third from last over. Staketi comes in over the wicket. Bowls to Larkin, who flaps that one away into the offside. Goes to the fielder at um, point. And they will run through for one. So Larkin will stay on strike. And at the end of the eighth over of this reduced ten-over chase, 
The Stars are needing 46 runs from the remaining two overs. They need two massive overs here, Abai. They, I mean, T20, I, I go back to when I was a kid, and I'm a lot older than both of you two. And you used to watch one-day cricket, and teams going along at six and over was deemed to be express pace. You know, if you could go and run a ball, you were going to set a very, very good score. 47 sounds a lot off 12 balls, but we've seen it done, haven't we? This is the beauty of T20 these days. You you never quite know, do you? You never quite know, Abai. There are several reasons to it. Uh, the game has, of course, evolved. The bats have become bigger. Batsmen have also become more aggressive. So, yeah, that relates to the game uh, being uh, evolved. And also, it's got to do with uh, the game shifting a lot in favour of the batsmen. Yeah. And so we see these kind of things happening a lot as well. We see the next ball. Larkin powers that one over extra cover and that runs away for four runs. So he started the penultimate over in, in decent style there. 14-2 required now from 11. So it's pretty much a boundary of ball that he's requiring to hit here as Lewis Gregory comes in. He's into his second over. Bowls to Larkin again. And Larkin's hit that one. He's got that one out the screws. That's gone all the way for six. Oh, the fielder as he chucked that one back in. I'll tell you what, that was some athleticism. He caught it, threw it back in, and I think it's going to be two runs. Ollie, you're seeing the pictures of this one. That was tremendous stuff. Do you know what? <laughs> that, that was incredible. So... Even though it's not a catch, that's as good as a catch in this situation. Wow, what a stop. It's been hanging in the air for ages. That was absolutely superb. It's, it. it's Bryant, isn't it, out there at long on? And he's he's basically oh. leapt up like a salmon, caught the ball with his right hand above his head, and as you say, hung in the air for what seemed like uh, he was powered by something beneath him. And he's chucked that ball back in, and that is a superb feeling. Seeing the replay of that, he isn't grounded by the time he's let go of that ball that time. And that is fantastic stuff. He's basically saved four runs. And in a, in a chase like this, like we were saying with Abai, you never quite know what's possible. Saving four runs in that situation, fantastic. But I'll tell you what, Larkin is uh, certainly providing some entertainment at the end of this innings here for the Stars. He faces the next ball from Gregory. And he's hit that one over, extra cover. That's going to run away. And it's going to be four runs. So Larkin hasn't given up the ghost just yet. Excellent piece of batting from him. 36 now required from nine deliveries. So three balls left of this Lewis Gregory over. Realistically, Ollie, we got 36 from nine. Three balls left of this over. 36 required. If he gets this down to, say, I don't know, 22, 24 or something like that, you've got a chance. And you see this next ball from Gregory. And that's oh, a good delivery there. Yorker between his legs. Um, given as a no ball, though, by the umpire. And it's going to be a free hit. So what's turned was a fantastic ball. It's turned into an absolute nightmare from Lewis Gregory because now Larkin has got an extra delivery and a chance to have a, a real swing at this one. Chris Lynn there, big smile on his face. He's on the mic for the TV companies and he's just uh, kind of pounding his heart there because this is getting a little bit more tense than the Brisbane Heat were thinking at one stage, Ollie. Yeah. Free hit ball and he swung that one away. Has he got all of that one? It's gone in the air and it's gone for six. So that was an expensive error from Lewis Gregory and now we've got 30 required from the remaining eight balls. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you never know, Ollie. No. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was quite comfortable accepting, accepting defeat. Now the heart rate's gone up now and we've got a, a, a fighting chance, you know, puncher's chance in this. Uh, but what an innings. Larkin's crap nowhere. And it's just, um, yeah. It's, but, oh. and how often are we seeing now that the free hit is going for six? It's really cost or a boundary. Yeah. Always used to be the worst way that batsmen would swing too hard, but now they're finding a way to get it over the rope 
more often than not. This has turned into a very, very exciting game, despite the rain. Lewis Gregory is at the top of his run. Eight balls left, 29 needed from the Melbourne Stars. Whoever's bowling the final over, which I think is going to be Xavier Bartlett, will be a little bit nervous now as Gregory comes in to bowl to Larkin. And it's a slower ball, short outside the off stump. He cuts that one away. It beats the infield. They'll probably come back for the second. They do. So that's 27 now from the remaining seven deliveries. Here comes Lewis Gregory then. Bowls to Larkin. The final ball of this penultimate over. He's gone over the top on the offside. That's going to want to run away for four. Just one bounce over the rope there. Larkin is having a really good time here. He's smacking the ball everywhere. And we've got to the final over with 23 runs required from the final six balls. This is a lot closer than I thought the Stars would get in this chase. Ollie, how's your heart? Awful. No nails there. Literally heart pounding. Um, just horrific. And also the thought is that Seb Gotch hasn't faced the ball yet and now he's got all the pressure on this over. That Larkin's got them in with a chance in this game. I mean, is there any chance we can just Sub him out and put Kieran Pollard in or something like that. That would be quite nice to swap about now. Well, the perfect scenario from this first ball of the final over is, would be taking a quick single and four overthrows, getting down the other end and take five runs, wouldn't it? But that's going to be a big ask. You'd hope that the Heat would have a few more brain cells in their fielding department than that. So you're quite right. You've got Seb Gotch now in. He's yet to face a ball and he's potentially got six now to hit 23 off. So it's a big ask, I think, for the uh, wicketkeeper batsman here. He's having a look around the leg side fields. Xavier Butler is the man that's going to be bowling this final over. None for 15 he's got from the first over that he bowled. There's some really expensive bowling figures in terms of economy rate. And there's some very big strike rates in this game because 10 over reduced game. Chris Lynn marshalling his how troops. Important, sorry, James, how important do you think that all that stage four from the field earlier would be then? In, in case this, that comes into it much more. Good ball there from... Xavier Bartlett tries to swing it away leg side, hits him on the pads, but they've gone through for a single. So we got the leg bide there. So it's now 21 required, sorry, 22 required from the final five balls, but it is Larkin on strike. Effectively, four sixes here, and he's got his team across the line in a, in a remarkable chase. But it's easy to, easy to say that very quickly and to make it sound simple. Far from simple as Larkin prepares to face... The uh, next ball from Bartlett. He's looking leg side and he's looking over the offside here. He's uh, just thinking about his strengths and Bartlett's just got to try and keep his discipline. A couple of singles and it's done and dusted for the Brisbane Heat. Bartlett comes in, bowls, and that's a good ball. Full outside of the off stump. Gets a big round of applause from the wicketkeeper there. Dot ball now means that we have 22 required from the final four. So... The uh, maths is quite easy. He needs to clear the ropes a few times here to get Melbourne Stars in any kind of nick. We'll see the next ball from Xavier Bartlett, who's at the top of his run. Has a bit of a chat with a couple of teammates to get a few overs, but a dot ball here, and that's the game for the Brisbane Heat. Four balls left, 22 needed, and uh, it's Larkin on strike, who's 33 from the 14 balls at his face. Bartlett comes in. Balls to Larkin, who's swung that one away leg side. He's not got all of it. It's an under edge that's skirted out to the mid-wicket fence. They're going to just go through for the one as well, which brings Gotch on to strike. And now 21 from three, Abai. You're an intelligent man. That's not really divisible by six with a potential winning result at the end of it for the Stars. So good performances from the Brisbane Heat. Melbourne Stars plucky losers, it looks like, Abai. Yes, absolutely. It was... Uh... Uh, Larkin is playing a blinder right now, Nick Larkin. And uh, he's done a good cause for himself because uh, he set him, himself up 
to play a role for Melbourne Stars going forward. I think that's one positive for Melbourne Stars. It the chase was a bit out of the hands. I thought they started a little slow. Uh, both uh, uh, Fletcher and Stoinis they were a bit circum circumspect. And uh, uh, Fletcher, as you saw, he made fifteen in thirteen balls. In yeah, Fletcher's uh, Fletcher's out of form, I don't isn't think it? That was so good. Yeah, Fletcher's out of form. Yeah, hint there that might have been a no ball, a, a single for Gotcha goes down to long on, but it was a kind of waist high full toss, maybe just underneath the waistband there. Next ball's out to uh, mid-wicket for one. So we can call it now. Brisbane Heat are going to win this game. And uh, important game, this one, in terms of the uh, ladder standings. We've already talked about the fact that Sydney Thunder won their game earlier on today to go top of the table. But these two were quite close in terms of the ladder. And the fact that these points are going to go to the Brisbane Heat means that they're going to come up above Per Scorchers and up above the Melbourne Stars. They'll go into fifth place. And who'd have thought that? A few games ago, we were writing off the Brisbane Heat. We did in our previews. We did in the early games. They didn't look at the races. And now our by the Brisbane Heat are starting to climb the table. Yes, they've surprised us. And sometimes you don't need star players. You just need uh, the teams to come together. Just like how we discussed about uh, Sydney Thunder. Brisbane Heat are also doing that. They lost uh, Tom Banton. They lost this Morne Morkel. Yep. We didn't give them any chance. But as a team, they lost Chris Lynn also for so many matches when Jimmy Pearson took over. So they, they're just putting all the blocks together, working as a team, and things are have started coming good for them. And Mujib is also now more reliable. He didn't start off so well. I'm not sure if they're going to have more reinforcements. They would certainly welcome that. But they're fine. Probably they're fighting for the fifth place now, very seriously. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Yeah, Brisbane Heat win by 18 runs on Duckworth Lewis today. That final ball caught just inside the circle. Plucky performance from the Melbourne Stars. It just wasn't their day today. Um, so the Heat win by 18 runs. We've seen the Thunder win by 39 runs to go top of the Big Bash ladder. And the way that the table looks now after these games today, double headers everywhere. Sees the Thunder top of the table on 22 points from the eight games they've played. Sixes on 21 from the eight games they've played. How about Hurricanes? On 19 after nine games, Adelaide Strikers in fourth after eight games. They're on 17 points. Brisbane Heat go up to 16 points from the eight games they've played. They're into fifth. Melbourne Stars drop a place. They go to, well, the state on 15 points from the eight games they've played. Perscorch is in seventh, played seven on 13. And those poor old Melbourne Renegades played eight on five points and starting to get cut adrift from the rest of the tournament. Let's finish off very quickly because it's been a long one today as we followed that chase through for the uh, Melbourne Stars. The losers in the end, but Ollie, if you're you're a Melbourne Stars man, how do you feel at the moment? They've played eight games, there's six remaining for them. They're on 15 points just outside of those playoff places. What do they take from today's game? Because obviously there was a lot um, against them in terms of this chase, but they didn't play very well either. They didn't bowl very well. And I think on the balance of play, Brisbane Heat deserved the points. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Brisbane 
probably were the better side, and they used the, the, the conditions of the game and, and the and the rain better than Melbourne did, and they handled those changes much better than Melbourne. Uh, I think the same old problems are there for the for the stars. They struggle without Colton Nile. Um, he had so much to the team in, in different areas, so a bit hitting down the order, good death bowling, and ability to take wickets as well. And they're, they're bowling Stan Lake got the nod today instead of um, Hatcher, which I was. Actually, on form, you'd probably go with Hatcher. So, Billy Stanley playing there. They struggle with the overseas as well. So, if you look at the quality of other teams overseas, Alex Hales comes in, Sam Billings. These these are um, top quality players who are getting runs all over and they improve the side. Fletcher's come in. He hasn't, to be honest. He hasn't fired at all. They'll be very disappointed with it. His top score of 18 in seven or eight knocks now. Eight knocks now. Um, so that's that disappointing. I think as well, they need Harris, Harris Ralph's first game back. That's a real positive for them. He may not have had the best games, but that's a really good step for him. It's really difficult to come out of two weeks isolation and hit your straps straight away. So I think you, you can give Harris Ralph a game or two before he, you expect too much from yeah. him. Yeah. And I think as well for them, what, what do they do now? It's poor runs last game. And that's going to leave another hole in the batting. Um, while Madison's out injured, we don't know how long he's out for, but hopefully he can come back in. But again, other sides will have some power. And they do seem to lack, if, if it's Stoinis and Maxwell don't fire, and Stoinis did today, and, and Maxwell got a first baller in that chase in those circumstances. So they do struggle. And and that's something to be looked at. Zampa bowled better today. Uh, I don't think he was that bad, as bad as his figures might suggest. I thought he bowled okay with a wet ball. And I, I don't think many of the spinners really, from either side, did, did great today, but it was tough conditions for them. So, there's a lot to think about for the Stars, but I think the positive thing is they've got five home games left. I don't think there's another team in the competition that probably relies as much on their Stars as the Stars. And that's, uh, you know, they need those big guns to fire, don't they, if they're going to win games and, and keep themselves in that top five or get themselves back now into that top five. I've got two losers on the programme today because the Hobart Hurricane's going down in the earlier match, Abai. Obviously <laughs> better positioned in the table than the Melbourne Stars in third place, having played some really good cricket, but... How would you, um, with five games still to play, are you confident they're going to just carry on and, and um, make it into the playoffs? And obviously, the higher you finish, the the better chance you have in those playoffs. But it's, it's you know disappointment today, but not a bad start to this competition for the Hurricanes. I guess uh, I mentioned at the start uh, when we had a podcast that the the victories uh, Hurricanes were gathering at the start of the tournament uh, were very useful. They might come in handy. For them to qualify now, they've got similar problems like Melbourne Stars. The um, Hurricanes also depend on their stars. Uh, they depend on Darcy Short, McDermott, and uh, David Mullen. That doesn't and, it doesn't uh, work quite so well as a saying though. That does it. The stars depending on the stars, or the Hurricanes depending on the stars, doesn't quite work quite as well. I, I'll I'll make something better next time. <laughs> <laughs> They're losing a lot of wickets during the power surge. They're not able to fix that. Bowling bowling also looks a bit weak. I would say they don't have. That much control. The teams really tee off their bowling, uh, the batting sides. I'm starting to think that they, they also need to pull up their socks very soon. They're safe for now, but maybe not for that long. Uh, I don't know if they're having any home games left or not. For both Melbourne Stars and uh, Hobart Hurricanes, they both would, would have to uh, pull themselves up and uh, uh, really make a strong case to qualify. Work to do then for both uh, defeated teams today. Melbourne Stars, probably a little bit more work to do than the Hobart Hurricanes. But Abai and uh, Ollie, my guest today, not too happy about the results of today's game. I'll tell you what, though, every side in this tournament has got strengths and weaknesses and they're being pushed and probed, aren't they, as we go through this big bash. Um, Sydney Thunder, though, go top of the table this evening. 
with their win against the Hobart Hurricanes earlier on today. It's been a slightly longer one today because we were che- following that uh, very exciting chase by the Melbourne Stars. Fell short in the end, losing by 18 runs to the Brisbane Heat. But thank you for talking us through that one, Ollie and Abai. Good to have you with me today. Thank you. But as always, James, that was uh, really, really exciting and sadly just came out the, the wrong end of it. <laughs> yeah, same here. And thank you, everybody out there, for listening. These Big Bash dailies will continue all the way through to the final on the 6th of February. And this Big Bash, it's certainly hotting up. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the remaining games of the Big Bash. We'll bring it all to you on the Cricket Badger Big Bash dailies. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of the Cricket Badger Big Bash dailies. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.